This week on the program, we're living in a really weird time right now. I mean, Miller Lite just beat the lovely daylights out of the lovely day IPA. And in what world did you think an IPA could be a fine Pilsner beer in drinkability, huh? Well, this week's match, Thirsty Goat goes twist top to pop top with Zig and Bach in the Brew World Order Tournament of Beans! Later, Joe Biden broke his foot wrestling with his dog, and it sounds totally legit. And finally, I don't know about you, but we're totally stoked for some diversity, brah. That's right. This is Emergency Exit. <sighs> This is episode 183. Today is December 2nd, 2020. Happy birthday, Roxanne. It is again 10 on 10 in our floating tin can. Far above the world. Oh, the, 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 the gate got me there. Yeah. I forgot about that. Well... I am Los. You could follow me on Twitter at That's Right Los. Joining me as always is Brandon the Hard Hat Mitchell. And on special assignment, he's not here with us right now. But have a good one out there wherever you're at. Uh, getting some great footage of whatever you're getting. Hope you brought your drone. And uh, don't bring uh, any trouble to the show when you're out there, bro. But we'll miss you, David, the Holy Hispanic Aguilar. Rest in peace. Oh, he's not dead yet, is he? Not that I know of. Good, good. He hasn't answered that last message, Oh, my goodness, so... good. All right. Well, for the last four years, we've tasted tons of beers. Over 100 beers. That's not a ton. That's, that's tons of beers, though. And we've gathered up the 16 best ones in a tournament we call the Tournament of Beers. We are down to week four, and this is match eight. But first, we need to properly introduce the Brew World Order. Tournament. Oh, oh, oh. It's the Brew All right. Oh, yes. Week four, we've got match eight. You can find this tournament on challenge.com and search the Brewer Order Tournament of Beers. You can still vote, but you are... I don't know if they'll save it or not. But this week, for match eight, we've got Ziggenbach by Anheuser-Busch. I found something interesting on this from Wikipedia, and it says Ziggenbach is a German Austin Amber, brewed by Anheuser-Busch. That's right, big box store, Anheuser-Busch. It is billed as, quote, for Texans by Texans, unquote, and distributed in Texas and nearby states. Ziggenbach is the German word for billy goat. And it's interesting that I did not know that because its opponent today is Thirsty Planets. Thirsty Goat Amber. Ah. I don't know if that was a really bad goat. Meh. 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 Thirsty Goat. So I get the name because I guess it is an, an amber beer and it's a Ziggin box. So this is an exciting, exciting, uh, exciting event. So what we're doing here is... I'm gonna be pouring these. We've got Ziggenbach over here, and then I've got that over there. So we'll open up this first one. We don't have a bunch of help here at emergency exit. We got one here, and we got one here. And then I will give that one over there. This is a pop top. Got a pop top. Use my trusty pocket knife. And we'll do the same thing over here. Okay. Do that. Okay, so 
the bottom of these have an A or B. And so we got Brandon's, we got mine over here. I'm just going to mix these up, but I want Brandon to come over here and mix them up for me. I'll go ahead and mix up his. He will have no idea what order they're in. As long as you're not paying attention. There you go. That's for you, Brando. I'll take these and uh, we'll get to drinking. So the first one we've got here. Mmm. Amber beer. Okay. Well, one of them obviously got more flavor in it. Flavor galore. Uh, I can probably drink about two of these and it'll get me the right kind of drunk. Just not, you know, not yeah. drunk at all, but nice proper uh, lubrication. Social lubricant is what they call it. This is a really good one. Then that one's lackluster. It's like Budweiser in a way. So I'm going to choose B. B, B. You're going with B? Which one are you going to pick? Man, I, I, was, I, I was certain I was going to be able to like tell them away immediately. Tell them apart. It's really, really hard. You're having trouble tasting yeah. the difference between them? Well, yeah, I thought it would be a little more obvious for me. It's not. Oh, really? But it's a lot closer than I thought it would be. I'm going to go... You know, I like the foam on this one. It's really frothy. I just I just dumped them in there. I'm going with B. We got two Bs. It's unanimous. And we have the key that was written by a third party. The company we hired to uh, make sure that this is a uh, fair and impartial, fair and impartial, balanced uh, tournament. <laughs> so it is not the state of Nevada. All right. Uh, a was Ziggenbach with B being Thirsty Goat, and Thirsty Goat being the winner this week. That's right. Well, Thirsty Goat won. What a surprise. I, I had no idea that was going to happen. Be sure to, if you feel like it, check out the Brewer Order Tournament of Beers on challenge.com. I'm going to go ahead and get this changed right now, right this second. We're going to report the scores of this uh, match, match eight. From week four, we're, we're going completely out of order, so don't you worry about that. I'll fix that later. It's not letting me go through. So, anyways, That's that cool. was this week's Brew World Order Tournament of... That, that sounded weird. It did. All right, guy, come on. Here we go. Well, this week's bourbon and bonsai. Bourbon and bonsai. Bourbon and bonsai. All right. Ooh. We can throw beatbox in there. Beatbox, bourbon, and bonsai. <laughs> beatbox, bourbon, and bonsai. This uh, week, I've got the Dwarf Alberta Spruce. I picked this up, believe it or not, uh, at the HEB. <laughs> the big HEB where I live. Boy, it's a big one. They got a garden and everything. It's a huge garden, huge garden. Um, a Dwarf Alberta Spruce. And this is my Christmas tree. One of my two Christmas trees. Uh, this is a really cool plant. I don't know what I'm going to do with it. I think I'll go, uh, you know. I don't know. <laughs> it's pre-bonsai, so it's not an actual bonsai, but it's uh, it's going to live its life as a mini tree. It's not going to get to be a big tree. It's going to look like a big tree from far away. Uh, and we're still drinking larceny, so uh, keep on drinking that. Brew Road Order was great. Uh, bourbon and bonsai. Dwarf Alberta Spruce. Uh, it's cold, man. You, I was able to leave it out for the frost we had here the other day. How about that frost, huh? That frost was... Uh, Mighty chilly, mighty chilly, very chilly. I uh, dropped down to like 27 at my place, and uh, there was a nice coating of 
uh, what looked like snow, but it was definitely just frozen dew on the leaves of the grass. The leaves of the grass. We want you to give us a call. We're going to get started here talking about stuff. Uh, what's the number here? 830-875-0637. We, where have you been, Rob? We want to hear from you, man. Like, uh, your guy's about to win. Uh, I mean, I assume it. Uh, we go by the AP and, you know, CNN and Fox and everybody. So the the media seems to know what they're talking about, but... I don't know. I don't think it's going to happen. And uh, what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? I owe, I think I owe a former co-host of this show a dollar. That dollar that was actually hanging. Is that, do you still have that dollar anywhere? Uh, Yeah, it might be packed away somewhere. Is that what that was for? Yeah, that dollar was put up there and maybe you can find it in the archives Uh where I it's like, all right, I bet you a dollar. I think I bet him a dollar. He asked me. What episode was it? Do you even remember? I think it may have been the episode we weren't wearing shirts. Okay. Uh, maybe or, or around that time, and just like look at the look at the thing. You'll see. Well, maybe you won't be able to see it, but it was under the TV. I think it is visible. And I, I, I won it from him originally. When uh when uh geez when he picked pulled something out of his pocket and it was like some weird object and I guessed what it came from what it was part of. Mm. Um, okay. He gave me a dollar. He's like, I bet you a dollar. You don't know what this is, and I was like, I forget. I don't even remember what it is, but I guessed what it was because it looked like that's what it was. <laughs> it's um, funny how that works I was able out. to identify it. Um, maybe you should find that while we're talking. All right, that'd be funny. I don't know. Maybe you can you could figure it out. Uh, let's see what else is uh, is new. There's a car on the freeway that's been there for freaking ever. You know, it makes me it makes me so pissed off to see that. Like, I don't understand why they can't pull that damn car from the freeway. It's been there for a couple days. I drive by it, like, every day, uh, every day. It's been there for, like, a week, and I, and uh, it's, it's crazy that it just sits there. Like, when is somebody going to pick that up? Or do tow trucks not want to go get that? I mean, they're, cer- they're certainly super quick to go get, uh, get you when you're at your friend's apartment or something. Like, they're so quick to tow you when you're on 6th Street or something. Like, why are we seeing that damn car on the on the side? I don't know. I don't know. I I, I just <laughs> that is too funny. Oh look, there's Love Street. Yeah, we did this the podcast where uh, here I'll pull it up on the thing. Yeah, let's watch a little emergency exit podcast before we get into stuff. <laughs> We're gonna inception ourselves. That was a good episode. I don't even remember what we talked about. Let's uh. Let's give it a listen. Okay. Steer, steer clear from well, there you go. Yeah. Um, the beer info coming straight from beeradvocate.com. This is a German Kolsch. All right. Alcohol well, uh, by skip volume to something good, I guess. Alcohol. A job here. They okay. can. Oh, we'll see. Is it, uh, uh, it's on okay. there yet? Um, they can learn about the. I think culture. I stick it there, like okay. when I, once I get it. Eyes. I think you okay. do it on Maybe the show. I'll Americanize have to do a themselves a little to, bit to find and prepare it. themselves but for when they do somewhere. finally get on. Just keep skipping. The... He lies to me. I. They've got chicken sandwiches that they put mayo on. There's mayo in the house, but they can't put something. Comes to mind. Yeah, Tanya also, Harding what was the other guy from the Partridge Family. What are y'all doing? Hope you're having a good anniversary. I understand. And you're celebrating. That's what we call many, um, many, call many years okay, of take that down. All right, so I've been I've been listening to the Todd and Don show lately. Uh, it's a good show. On on the way to work, it's it's been really nice. Uh, uh, there was an interesting subject that came across my uh, ear earbuds, my ear faces, my uh, my ear holes. And it was this uh, story, and it happened recently, where an Austin police officer was suspended for using the word gay to describe somebody. And we have a story we'll pull up here from the statesman. Austin police officer suspended for calling protester gay based on their clothing. Scroll down. Oh, hang on. Oh, I'll scroll down on this here. This uh, comes from the statesman posted at 548. That was today. Uh, it must have been. I, I would assume, yeah, if it doesn't give a. Okay, great. Well, an Austin police officer has been temporarily suspended following an internal affairs investigation into a homophobic 
uh, into homophobic comments he reportedly made while describing a person at a Black Lives Matter trademark protest in May. Uh, they didn't put the trademark in there. I don't know why. While on duty to respond to a large number of protesters in front of Austin Police Headquarters on May 30th, Officer Ryan Swearin described one of the demonstrators as that gay dude with the short shorts and the black shirt, according to the disciplinary memo signed by Austin Police Department Chief Brian Manley. That's a good last name on November 25th. Brian Manley. So the disciplinary, so they already looked into it. So this didn't, this happened obviously during the Black Lives Matter protesting, which is, uh, it's too cold to do it. Too cold. Just too cold to do it. The protester who swore Aaron described may have been pointing a laser pointer at a helicopter. The memo said, adding that Swearin's comments were recorded on his body worn camera. The internal affairs investigation was spurred by a complaint made by a commander at the department on November 13th, according to the memo. And that made me, made me wonder here. Um, well, actually, well, in, let me, let me finish this before I get into my thoughts. In the conclusion of the memo, Manley wrote that Swearin did not take responsibility for his conduct and tried to justify his description of the protester. Um, quote, while he acknowledged while he acknowledged that his conduct was inconsistent with the APD training and expectations, he did not accept that there was anything wrong with the assumptions, description, and stereotype he made, the memo st stated. Uh, he was suspended for 10 days uh, from November 26th to December 5th, so he was he's ready back to work. Uh, no, he's back to work in a couple of days, actually, for violating the department's rules related to impartial attitude and courtesy, the memo said. He will also have to go through additional training, according to the memo, probably at his own, uh, in his own pocket, out of his own pocket. Swearin served to a separate 10-day suspension earlier this year for posting an old booking photo of a fellow Austin police officer, according to disciplinary documents. Brandon, did you hear about this? Uh, I heard about it on Todd and Don. So, did you have any thoughts? Like they were saying, like, yeah, what? does gay have to do with anything, right? Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, yeah, it, nothing really has to do anything, but was he gay is my thought. Was the guy that got pointed out gay? Because it made me wonder, do gay people have a certain look? Enough that you can describe them uh, by saying, oh, that gay dude over there and you pointed. You know, I, I had the same thought when when I heard this story. Um, you know, how can, you know, cause you'd be surprised some gay people don't, might not seem gay, you know, cause there is that kind of stereotype. Oh, you know, white, you know, gay has a certain sound, you know, like a gay person talks a certain way or dresses or looks. And that's not, it's not true. That's be not true. It's not true. They yeah. don't, they don't, they're all different. Yeah. Just like all white people are different or black people are all different. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but the idea is that, uh, it, there are. Uh, uh, okay, Google, how many gay people are in the world? <laughs> uh, how many people are lesbian, bisexual, and transgender? Um, did I, I just want to find out gay though. I mean, I, I would have concern with basing anything on that number because I'll go look at, okay. 3.5% of adults in the U.S. identify as LGBT or LGB, okay. right? Okay. So 3.5. Okay. So three people out of 100. Let's go four people out of 100. And okay. you see 100 people there. And they're, they're no, sometimes now there's not always a gay look, right? But no. there's definitely a flamboyant look, and which is almost all the time pretty much gay. When you have somebody that's wearing short, short shorts tight black shirt, um, and it says, I love to fillate men, you know, you're going to assume that that gay, that guy is gay, and you go, well, that, that gay guy over there. Sure, yeah. Because there's only about four of them amongst this crowd of 100, but if it was a protest, it may have, I don't know how many people were in that protest, but unless everybody is gay, I mean, I'm sure the percentage in Austin is even is even uh, higher than 3.5. Sure. But the national That's average. national average. Yeah, yeah, national average. So, it... It made me wonder what exactly is wrong about this. Now he did say that he it did say there that he showed no 
like remorse or what did it say exactly that he didn't think that there was anything wrong with the way he acknowledged that his conduct was inconsistent with the uh, APD training and expectations. But he did not accept that anything was wrong with the uh, assumption, this uh, description and stereotype he made. Now, gays are have a stereotype. Now, I would understand if the gay the guy wasn't like a flamboyant gay. We don't know who he is. No. I'm just going to assume that, right? Because mm -hmm. of the uh, what his shirt said. Because uh, it said something like, I take it in the butthole. It, I mean, if it said that, then there's probably good cause to think that this person is probably it's what i wanted to call into the show and i go hey man, but his shirt do you guys not hear about the what his shirt said it what said i fillet men and yeah. <laughs> no i mean funny. i i don't know man that's that's like touchy weird gray area thing like yes you know gay doesn't have a certain look or a certain sound or anything but you know if you're prancing around in short shirts and a rainbow shirt like you're probably not gonna be wrong and I mean, that's like a stereotype that I hate to kind of say, but you know, stereotypes are, are they exist for a reason because there's some, some truth to them, you know, on some extent. Am I right? Yeah. And the way that they were trying to sort of defending the, the guy or not the guy, he, they were defending the actions or uh, what the officer's the, uh, description. No, no, they were, they weren't really defending that. They were going like, how can you, um, oh fuck. How can you make that? That description on not knowing. I mean, yeah, I would agree with that because how can you say, "Oh, look at the"? It'd be, it, it doesn't make any sense because you can't really tell somebody's sexuality by their, you know, public right. actions. They were saying, they were saying, dress. oh, they wouldn't, they you wouldn't hear, oh, white white straight guy. Uh, yeah. We got a white straight guy over here. Uh, oh, look at that white straight guy. We wouldn't use straight, but straight is the norm. It is is more than fifty percent, so it's quote unquote the norm. That's why I'm saying the whole 3.5 thing, it's it's uh it's a smaller percentage of people, so it's more rare. It's so you not can a majority. So when you're, I mean, the way I thought about it is like you know he's police, he's communicating to his fellow officers. So you want to use the most descriptive terms that you can. They may not always be the most PC, but you know the people that you're communicating to are gonna know. You know what I mean? Like yes, it's, you're. You're trying to draw attention. Hey, we need to look at this guy right here, and you just you you're just describing him in a way that you know that your whole team would know. It's not necessarily derogative. Like I would not say. Well, how do you think he got in trouble? So it said in here that it was from uh, one of his colleagues, uh, essentially. What did it, where did it say? Well, I heard uh, that it uh, that they found it on his. Uh, well, I guess maybe they confirmed it on his body with his body camera. Um, the body camera footage protester who swore and described may have been pointing a laser, blah, blah, blah. His comments were recorded on body camera. So they were, they were recorded. He could have, you can mm -hmm. hear him say it. Um, it was spurred by a complaint by a commander at the department. You know, cops are snitches. <laughs> cops are goddamn snitches. And I've been watching that show 60 days in. Have you seen that show? Oh yeah. Where they go undercover in the, in the jail. Pretty cool show. I watched uh season five and they had a cop go in there, you know, and mm -hmm. uh, I don't want to spoil it for you, but cops are fucking snitches. All right. That's all I got to say about that. That's all I've got to say about that. And if you guys have anything you want to say, uh, give us a call and uh, open phone line, open lines today. Uh, because I don't think that, what he did was absolutely wrong against what he was. It's wrong against any sort of conduct that you should be doing at work professionally. But now he's got people like his own, his own kind ratting on him, which is what you guys want, I guess. Right. You want the bad cops to be taken accountable, but I don't think this guy was a bad cop for saying that somebody looked gay and use it as a descriptor. Cause is it not like something you, if you ever described a friend as gay looking, I'm sure you may haven't, but if you, uh, there's a stereotype out there, right? I guess that's the bad part, right? You wouldn't say, oh, look at that black guy eating, uh, and then you would imagine, oh, you'd turn around, and there's a black guy eating watermelon and uh, fried chicken, right? Which, by the way, they fucking love, so don't fucking give me that. Not, that's not, I fucking uh, love fried chicken. Who doesn't? I don't really care for fried chicken that right. much. I mean, it's okay, but I can go the rest of my life without having to go fried chicken. I mean, the way I say it is just stereotype. They're in place for a reason because there's some truth to it now. And it's, it's in generalities. It. It's completely generalities. And there, there's people that go, well, not everybody's like that. Well, not everybody's like that. Well, I mean, yes, you're right. 
Can we acknowledge that? Yeah. And then we go, but really, most of them, most of the Asian people that learn English after learning, uh, knowing their Asian language will use R's yeah. when they say L's. It's, Hero. It's fairly common. And then it, you're, 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 you know. You're, and the humor in it is racist. when it gets, you know, expanded upon and exaggerated. That's where the humor in stereotypes come from. You know, yeah, but they and, exist in truth. And matter of fact, I was watching Dave Chappelle's Chappelle show. It was oh. back on Netflix. Did, didn't he uh, request that it be taken down? Yeah, what do you so, think about that? Well, right. you know, that's a good a good question because first of all, I watched it all before I even heard that, and it, like we had finished watching it, and then that came out. He posted on his Instagram. He talks about how he didn't get paid for all that. You know, um, he took the money that he could at the time because he thought that was good stuff. But then their airing of that had been his permission, and he, you know, fuck. HBO is uh, got making money. What he said is what pissed him off the most is that he pitched that show to HBO and they said, yeah, nobody. Said, nah. Yeah, they said, nope. That's this is no. No one would fucking dig this. And that's what pissed him off because now they're fucking they're streaming it for basically nothing and he's not getting paid for it, you know. And so he had said, you know, I know it's airing there and Netflix was cool enough to take it down because I love uh, Netflix is cool like that, but uh, HBO is probably still doing it and you know, do me a favor and don't watch it. And so I'm not watching it. Because it's been pulled off of Netflix, and um, but the show was genius. It's just a shame that um, that he's not getting paid for that because he signed his life away. He says, he well, signed. but he did. Uh, yeah, he signed the contract, but he didn't also follow through on the entirety of the contract and walked away, and therefore forfeited. My understanding. Oh, really? Of everything. Yeah, he walked away from from that contract. Is if that's the case. That's my understanding of it. And it's like at that point, like, well, you did it to yourself, dude. Oh, well, that's true. But he said he was like only in his like mid 20s when he got that deal, right? Right. Yeah. And well, yeah. And streaming wasn't necessarily like the thing that it is now, but still, like, that could have been added, worked back into the contract. And, but he just walked out of it. He, you know, he didn't fulfill his end. I'm now I have to think about it, but I'm pretty torn now to hear that yeah. that, that if that's a possibility um, that he was under contract, he said he signed his life away, but he could have finished it. He doesn't ever mention that he could have finished it. Well, maybe I missed that part. Uh, but yeah, if that's true. Damn, dude. Uh, if you guys know, fuck, give us a call. Yeah, I could be wrong. All right. Let's move on here. What time is it? We got plenty of time here. Give us a call if you guys want to talk to us here. Uh we got the Daily Beast. Fucking hard-hitting journalism here, man. Hard-hitting journalism. Now, Joe Biden, the, all the rage is that all the presidents got to have pets and uh, whatnot. And everyone gave shit to uh, President Trump for not having a dog. Just not having a dog. Like, what kind of man? What You know, he's going to be the first one in how many years to not have a dog in the White House? Like some shit like that, right? the fuck did that come from? But anyways, Joe Biden is back in the office. Big old smile. Old Sleepy Joe. And this hard-hitting thing. You know, here's my problem. What's going to be happening? And we're all going to be seeing this. We're all going to be seeing this. Is is that all these these uh, news organizations, CNN, MSNBC, who's so damn critical of, of Donald Trump, they're going to say, hey, we're going to show the same... So the same type of criticism, um, we're going to we're going to scrutinize him whenever he deserves it, all that crap. You know, don't think that we're going to take it easy on him. And then you get things like this. Joe Biden's dogs have told this pet psychic a lot about their beloved master and his future man's best friends from the Daily Beast dot com. This is this. I wish this was fake. This is this is something I thought would be on the Babylon Bee, by the way. Pet psychic Beth Lee Crowther says Joe Biden's dogs, Major and Champ, told her that they are excited to live in the White House. They also say their master will be a great president. Now, I know this is not a serious fucking thing, right? But if we can scroll through the Daily Beast where they're trying to be serious. Now, at what point, like, where do you go if you're news, right? Do you... It, Everyone that starts a news company, right? Daily Beast starts a news company. They're like, okay, we're going to want to talk about all the current eventations. And uh, we're going to talk about this. We're going to have some lighthearted stuff too. 
So I guess I get this is what's going on here, but where was anything like that with with Donald Trump? There was no there was no beautiful pieces for him. Everything was scrutinized to the bone. But you know the Daily Beast here, and trust me, it doesn't it doesn't stop here. And we'll get into that a little bit here. We'll get that in, uh, in a little bit here. But she, this woman here. This woman does not need to be around the dog. It just needs to have a picture. And it's 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 swathed away, drifted away to a, the astral plane where the dogs speak to her and tell her things like, oh, he's going to be a good master. He's going to be a great uh, president. The dogs describe Joe Biden to me as having a big personality, really big personality. And they say that he's a special man with great empathy for people in minds. They showed me that Joe cannot function without dogs in his life. He talks to them, and they are a huge part of his life and who he is. They made me feel that he will they made me feel that he will make a great president. He loves to help people. They described him as being a big softy. He talks to them like they are people about his ideas, hopes for the future. If he's having a good day or a bad day, like how he would talk to a person about things. They, There was a woman that was paid to do this, right? This is not for real, right? They paid a woman to say this shit. No pet psychic is going to grab a picture of a dog unless they're fucking crazy, which is on par with the people that vote for this fucking man. But I digress. She just looks at a picture and it's all, oh, yes, I, I'm with this. And this becomes fucking journalism, hardcore fucking journalism. Meanwhile, people are trying to discredit Project Veritas at every fucking step, and they are kicking your fucking ass. Jesus, Murphy. I, 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 I'm verklempt. I'm verklempt. Uh, give me a fucking second here. I'm, I'm verklempt here. Um, but anyways, this is, what I was, this is what I was afraid of here with the media. And it's hard to ignore it, and it's going to get worse. Biden hasn't even really been elected president just yet. Almost. It's almost there. Almost there, Joe. Almost there, Joe. Who built the cages? But it's coming. It's coming. We'll figure this out here. All right. Where are we at? Oh, but speaking of dogs, Biden's dogs, Biden broke his foot. He broke his freaking foot. If you want to go to that next one here. And this is funny. Biden shows off his new accessory, a walking boot. The president-elect, he's not the president-elect yet. The close-to president-elect has to wear it because of the hairline fractures uh, in his right foot he suffered while playing with German Shepherd shelter dog named Major over the weekend. <laughs> Look at how much adjectives I'd put in there. German, shelter, German Shepherd shelter dog. Oh, he's such a, he rescued a dog. Oh my well, god. To the pet psychic, they oh yeah, I should have read that part. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh that is the most hilarious part. Yeah, they say we read and she reads it like I have to read where that says that because that is too freaking oh, good. Man, I had it highlighted. Oh, you had it highlighted? Yeah, I had it highlighted for you on the screen Oh boy. Yeah, I, I was and I totally got sidetracked, but <laughs> Yeah, anyways, so they're shelter dogs, and now we're looking at Biden there. Now, first of all, let's look at that picture there. He's got his boot. He's got his boot on. Got his boot on. And then zoom in on his face there. What's going on there? What's going on there, huh? Got something around his nose. Did he, uh, you know, did the dog try to buy? Did the, uh, you know, uh, this is this is what, this is the story we're going with here? Does, uh... He dies, and then all of a sudden they're saying, oh, uh, his dog ate him, and now Kamala Harris is the president. I'm just saying, I don't know what's going to happen here. But uh, this is pretty This is pretty freaking funny. Then let's read a little bit of this, because I just want you to see the difference that the way they talk about this guy versus the way they talked about a person who they deemed as a white supremacist, uh, the very worst president in the world who's uh, maintained the greatest economy, this nations ever seen had the lowest unemployment of black hispanics women asians uh whites uh put america first also do you remember how much money joe biden donated to charity over the last five i years? think it was about less than 400 dollars like 
him and his wife together. Yeah. So they probably uh, file them jointly. Um, meanwhile, the guy's got his own fucking. I don't know. Biden has his own foundation or something. I'm sure he's got like the the cancer foundation. So he donates to his own charity. I bet, but not not outside stuff, anyways. But yeah, the difference that they'll talk about this guy. So Wilmington, Delaware from NewYorkTimes.com. The president-elect of the United States. God, that's not true yet. I mean, I get it. He's damn close, but it's not been, this has not been officially called. So why are they, this is, this is the problem here. What, uh, the, the possible, the, the, there's so many other, the way you throw all these adjectives in there, why not throw one more in here? Throw us a freaking bone here. You had to throw in the rescue shelter dog or whatever. Just come on, throw us a bone here. Uh, he clomped down across a flag studded stage on Tuesday, intending to introduce the economic team that he hopes will steer the nation through turmoil. In the process, he introduced the country to a less welcome companion, his walking boot. After a slip while playing with one of his dogs, a sheltered German shepherd named Major over the weekend, President-elect Joseph R. Biden, Jr., 78, old as fuck, suffered hairline fractures of his right foot, according to Mr. Biden's office and his doctor. I want to read that link there. Um, because his face, what's, how did his face, did, what's going on? I don't know what's going on completely. Uh, let me keep reading here because it probably has some more, uh, to say. Oh yeah, we can't, they won't let us see it anymore. They're like, you've, you've seen enough, sir. You need to pay for our services. Uh, let's see. The doc, uh, the black boot was a souvenir of the injury poking out. A souvenir of the injury, yeah, <laughs> poking out over a pant leg of Mr. Biden's signature blue suit. Blue suit, that's right. Uh, good, Mr. Biden replied to his uh, shouted query about a query about how his foot felt when he arrived at the Queen Theater, an event space near his home. He proceeded to show off the boot to the cameras. Lifting his knee later, his team introductions were done, and he was talking, walking off stage, blah blah blah. Uh, but yeah, it doesn't. I didn't see anything about his face there. I mean, it seems like maybe he fell, and it, it seems totally legit that he, yeah, seventy eight. He's wrestling with his uh, German shepherds, or maybe he was trying to feed them, and he tripped over them, or maybe he possibly tried to kick one. I don't know. I don't know, man. Uh, maybe that German shepherd went like Hocktoon. And uh, fucking said Heil something and he kicked him. I, I have no idea. But the point of this whole thing here was to kind of show about and shine a light on how the media is going to change about the way they talk about the president of the United States. No, not, not about Donald Trump. They're not going to change the way they talk about him. Can you go to this next link here um, about how the... First of all, CNN here, uh, CNN was caught by Project Veritas, who, believe it or not, they are actual journalists, and I wish there was more journalists out there like them that get the facts. They actually tell the truth, and no matter how much people, uh, and this is how I know that they're the realest journalists out there, because other journalists call them fake and then later retract it because... What they said about them is completely fabricated and made up because they just can't freaking stand it. Um, uh, yeah, I guess we'll go to this before we go to the lab, the Chris Cuomo vote. Yeah, let's oh. let's watch this here. We'll we'll cut in and out of this, but I'm sure we're not going to get flagged for playing uh, Veritas videos. So check his out. editorial team on the 9 a.m. call that we recorded that they should quote lean in to not normalizing. Trump's erratic behavior. Listen to this. Okay, I, I just want to reemphasize that, uh, you know, I, I think we, we cannot normalize what has happened here uh, in the last week with Trump and his behavior. And I, I go back to what David said, David Chalian said, that this is a president who knows he's losing, who knows he's in trouble, uh, is sick, maybe is uh, on, on uh, the after effects of steroids or not, I don't know. But he is acting erratically and desperately. And we, right, we need good. to... Uh, uh, can you go uh, back just a little bit so we can read what he was saying there? He was saying uh, about 
we'll say that he's on. Yeah, the, maybe you're. Uh, who knows? He's in trouble. Uh, uh, is sick. Maybe it's on. Uh, maybe he's on the after effects of steroids or not. He wants to try to push this right here, the after effects of steroids or not, because he knows he's losing. He knows he's in trouble. He's sick. Um, maybe he's on the after effects of steroids or not. Um, and this is from 1009. So this is back when he did have the, the coronavirus. And how they want it, they push this agenda. Now, it's not, it's not Zucker's fault. It's not fucking Zucker's fault. I mean, he's run by... Uh, a bigger copper. He's just a puppet. He's he, he's run by Time Warner, and Time Warner is run by a bunch of uh, independent fucking like rich people that uh, have a, an agenda. We don't we don't freaking know, but um, this is what I want to talk about. And can you go to this Chris Cuomo uh, this Chris Chris Cuomo video here um, because this is the kind of thing that was probably talked about on the 9 a.m. calls where, you know, he's, he's putting out his agenda. He's saying, this is what we're going to talk about. And he was saying, okay, well, this Biden, the foot thing, right? You know, what, what information do we have? They don't question it. They're not trying to find out what it is. They take it at, they take it at its word here. And this is a clear example of Fredo. I mean, uh, Chris Cuomo, well, he's just straight out taking it at face value and going, finally, um, I'm getting, I'm getting shit on and I'm liking it. I'm getting told lies and I believe it. Finally, it's happening, you know, but he thinks it's truth. Go ahead and let's play this. And, uh, As someone covering the White House for a long time now, I took a lot of comfort in something pretty small, like the size of a pinky toe bone. When Biden hurt his foot, I appreciated it. Why? Because I'm a sadist. No, because we just got the straight truth about it. No lie, no deny, just he was out playing with his dog. He sprained his foot or broke some bone in his foot. He'll probably have to wear a walking boot for weeks. So why is that a big deal for me? Probably fell no down because he's a fucking there was no mess. no blocking us from the reason that Trump was rushed to a hospital. No Fugazi doctors with these absurd lauding statements about Biden being superhuman, the strongest pinky toe in history. Just the truth. So he's, he's taking it as the truth. I mean, think about this. We're told a story of him wrestling with his dogs or some shit. Gabriel's going to play it. It's going to play the next video. So go ahead and get that out of there. Um, I, I just, whatever, whatever the story is, it's like, do you honestly think that, and there's no question, like, like I'm just, I, I try to imagine, let's say Donald Trump um, fucking broke his pinky toe. Um, uh, I don't know, fucking stubbing it in the fucking White House or something. He's like, imagine what they would say. And I know, I don't know what they'd say because I'm not them, but they would not just be like, oh, you know, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. That's 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 cool. That's nothing. Ain't, no, ain't nothing wrong with that. But there's just something off about this old man that I don't know if there's anyone i actually know that want that like him they just don't like trump and they're like willing to take anybody like this fucking robot who i don't think i've really even seen talk without a teleprompter for a very long time and when he does he gaffs like crazy so they try to put him on one because he can he's he can he's pretty well spoken when you when you're reading um but even the best of us just can't read a teleprompter right i've never really read a teleprompter i try to do it here but I still mess up and I wrote this stuff. So uh, he does not write his own thing. So I know there's somebody fucking around with him, but uh, let's play this, this new clip out where he's uh, this devout Catholic and he's going to uh, say something about Catholicism, Catholicism. I don't know. This one I dedicate over to uh, David Aguilar, my homeboy. And if we do, and I'm sure we can, we can proclaim the palmist, with the palmist who wrote these following words, the Lord is my strength and my shield. Palmist. Uh, the words psalmist. A psalmist? That's why I wanted David here. I wouldn't know it either way, but, you know, of course, I'm not a devout fucking Catholic, so uh, how would I fucking know what the right word is? Um, it's just a shame that we just cannot see eye to eye on this and it's not that i'm not uh trying to find things i like about him like what 
what is there to like about old Sleepy Joe? That he's a passionate man. Um, I don't care about passion in men. Um, I, I want to know who can get something done, get the job done. And a man that put out a crime bill in the 90s, said he regretted it ever since he did it, but was in the office for eight years. Uh, and somehow he's able to say things like call troops stupid bastards, but then go on a city town hall or whatever and, and say, and like almost break up in tears about how Trump fucking called military men losers and suckers when that's completely wrong. And he's able to say, where's the fact check on that? Where's the fact check, Joe? Where's the fact check? The fact checks always seem to be on one side and not the other. Um, and when we say always, I don't mean like there's no one on the left. Sometimes it, they're so crazy that they have to do it just to sell, just to look like we're they're they're bipartisan. But no, they're very partisan, very very partisan. So, speaking of what's going on out there, um, Joe Biden, more more Joe Biden, because I mean he's going to be in the news a lot. He's going to be the new president for a few days, and uh, you know what can you do about it? But He's picking his cabinet. He's picking his teams. He's got his comm team all picked out. And boy, the media is so stoked because they can't stop fucking kissing this motherfucker's ass. They're so goddamn stoked that President Donald Trump is gone. And everything this other guy did, just like Obama, is fucking godlike. This guy, oh my God, I had no idea he can be so fucking good. I'm so, I'm, I, I've got a boner. I got a boner. So uh, let's watch the the media just going nutty. I'd like to start on the historic nature of some of, of Joe Biden, the president-elect's picks. The team that, that Biden has put forward is incredibly qualified, perhaps the most qualified cabinet that we're ever going to have. A historic appointment. History-making. A historic first. That's historic. Mm -hmm. Also historic. Historic. Another historic uh, pick there. Is there any one of these picks in particular that kind of stands out, out to you? I think they're all outstanding. They are experienced. They are well-prepared. Boy, how refreshing is that? Running tally. I've said that from like yeah. day one, like how they have to put that on there. And, uh, yeah, for what? Like, I want to keep looking over there and just and being in fear the whole goddamn time I'm watching TV. I want to always, I want to, I got to know the US total death count, like at a fucking glance. Like, I need an app on my fucking phone that when I open it up, if I don't even have to open it up, if I put it up to my face, it shows me the total death count in fucking US. This is ridiculous. It's, it's, what's the, what's the, I guess, cause they want to say, well, we're news. We got to have that on there. Where's the, where's the, where's the death count for uh fucking tobacco smoke or some heart shit? Disease, heart obesity, disease. All of that, you know, uh, Tuberculosis. Yeah. Anyways, go ahead. That. And it's very refreshing. I was talking to a Democrat who just said, this also felt like the Avengers. It felt like we're being rescued from this, this <laughs> craziness that we've all lived through from Stop. the last four years. And now... We're being rescued. We are like we were, we're. We were drowning. We Thanos, dude. There was freaking Thanos. He had all the power. He had all five of the freaking Infinity Stones in his freaking gloved hand, and he was ready to snap his fingers. And guess what? Fucking Iron Joe man came out and freaking Tony Starked everybody with his freaking Iron Manness. He saved us all from the evil Donald Thanos. That is unbelievable. This is your unbiased, objective media. Can you believe that this is what we're subjected to on these freaking TV stations? This is why you need to be, we need to be on seven days a week. Seven days a week talking about this stuff. But then I'd have to watch it all the time. So please, I think I'm good with one day. So keep watching this.
here are the superheroes to come and save us all. This is like being at the end of the Wizard of Oz. Well, this oh, is like the, the Wizard of Oz. We pulled Celtics the curtain. basketball team. Trump really had the Z team. This is really the A team. Oh, the A team for the country. <laughs> they are manifestly experienced and competent. The word competence has been thrown around, qualified. Very coherent. Calmness. Deep knowledge. Kindness. Deep commitment. Professionalism is back. The expertise is back. And it's also nice to take a look at a group of appointees that don't look like a restricted all-white country club. Jake Sullivan, as the leader of the band, is the perfect choice. She is perfectly suited. With Alejandro, you're going to get competent, gifted leader, kind, thoughtful, brilliant. I can't think of a better person. Let me get your thoughts about Tony Blinken. I can't think of anybody better. I think tonight, maybe Absolutely. I'll be able to start going to sleep. I mean, all I have to say <laughs> is everybody look up, because it's a different way of living now, right? We get all I mean, it, it right. is. I was perfect. ready to sing the perfect. whole Wiz soundtrack today. All right, we'll sing it together. All right. Well, they're totally freaking stoked, you know, and uh, it's fine. He's got his own cabinet. They're they're a diverse group of people. But then there was this actual diverse uh, comm team that he came out with here. Um, I I thought I had a thing. Can you look up his uh, diverse comm team, which happens to be all all women? All women. So we all know about. I don't even. We don't need to really look into it. Uh, Yeah, go ahead. Why not? Fuck it. Joe Biden's comm team. And all you hear, and I thought I had a um, a clip of it, but that, I mean, that, maybe we can find uh, the, the team, but basically it hires an all-female senior staff com- uh, communications team. Uh, where, yeah, I mean, we can't, we can't watch any more uh, Washington Post stuff. They are done with us. They said, you guys aren't buying our shit. Fuck off. You know, it's it's all about diversity when you have all women, and there was this thing that I think by uh, there was a thing that happened at Vanderbilt. Uh, maybe the Hash Boys will talk about it, but Vanderbilt put out a kicker, a woman kicker, and she kicked right. She did some kicking, quick kicked about thirty yards, but they said it was a, like a squib kick. I don't know what the, or like, like a kicker. Like a fucking straight up kicker, and I think maybe they were trying to do like an onside kick or something. So they did that squib kick, thirty yards yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, and they said, "Oh, this is groundbreaking! Oh, ground! It was so groundbreaking! You guys don't understand. Like we had a woman playing with the men. Like that is groundbreaking. Would you say the same thing if a man was playing with a woman's team? It's groundbreaking. It's groundbreaking. That man was just shattering records with." Well, he's a transgender woman, but he was shattering records. Uh, it's already happening. It's groundbreaking, groundbreaking. But it's diverse. The word you hear a lot is diverse. It's the most diverse team. And what is the definition of diverse when that is not diverse? I mean, I get it. Yeah, fine. I have all the chick team, but don't call it diverse. Certainly don't call it diverse. Definition here, differing from one another. Like, what is that? So, yeah, they're all different people. I mean, if you just had five white guys that are all from different areas, that's is that diverse? Some people wouldn't say that's diverse. But if it's all women, same situation, all from different places, is that diverse? It seems to be that's diverse. Composed of distinct or unlike elements or qualities. Diverse. I just don't, I don't like this, this attempt to just do things for diversity's sake. You know, it, it's, it's. It's like, uh, what is that affirmative action thing? You know, what if you did that with a bake cell? John Stossel had a great video where he had a bake cell and it was like a, um, a, a, a affirmative action bake cell where he would charge blacks 50 cents for a cookie, but uh, whites would pay $2 for a cookie. And then people are like, nah, what the fuck, right? Like, that's not cool. It's like, well, I'm trying to give back. I'm trying to give back to, you know, it's like, no, man, that that leaves people out. And, you know, that doesn't doesn't address anything. It just makes it worse. I mean, these are regular people at a mall. I mean, of course, it's going to show the ones that make that kind of sort of fit his narrative. But, I mean, isn't it true what they're saying? Um, Yes. So this is this is what their this is their definition of diverse is. But let's not forget how the left loves to change the definition of well-established words and phrases. And, uh, oh, yeah, so, yeah, there's uh, the all-female the all female staff here. All-female staff. 
communications team, diverse economic team. Well, actually, maybe I'm reading this headline all wrong here. Maybe I'm reading it wrong because it says Biden announces all female communications team, diverse economic team. So uh, maybe he understands that all diverse isn't all female. Or maybe at least CNN, maybe they changed this. I, I don't uh uh, I don't remember what it said originally, but it don't matter. It's diverse. It's not just all men that Donald Trump has, uh, has appointed to all these different things. And just because somebody is a woman or a, a, a person of color doesn't mean that they deserve anything more than anybody else. It's about merit. We live in a meritocracy. You wouldn't do that. Like, where is that when it comes to basketball, you know? Well, you know, there's just not enough freaking Asian people represented. So therefore, there's injustice. You know, th this talk about injustice, any sort of policy or anything that you see out there where you see an injustice of uh, uh, any particular race, that there's racism involved. It's got to be. It just got to be. Oh, man, we're running out of time here. Um, yeah, I, well, I mean, pretty much got, went through all my stuff. So let's just sort of finish up in here and uh, talk about uh, next week's guest. Um, next week's guest, we've got a San Antonio rapper and songwriter, Zoji, and his producer, Just Deno, coming in at you. They're going to be talking to us about uh, their music. Uh, can we play a little bit of it while, uh, while I talk in the background? I mean, it's some good stuff here, and uh, I don't know what they're all about. They, they reached out to us, and so uh, who are we to say no to somebody that wants to uh, talk to us? Because uh, I'm never... Like, no, don't talk to us. I mean, I guess there's time where I've hung up on people on the phone, but so of course, I did talk to you originally, so. What we got here? Let me hear this. Let me ask you a question, baby. You like to get high? Yeah. That's right. Chronic on my brain, baby girl, you bad. So glad I came. Let's make it last. Said she like to smoke. I said me too. I took a high, like the weed do. Well, we'll be talking to this homeboy. Find out what his uh, political stance is. He said he's down to talk about that kind of stuff, right? He realizes what our show is about, right? All right. I know these guys are hustlers. These kind of gentlemen are like hustlers, man. So they're, they're willing to get in. He's just trying to put his stuff out, and he thinks maybe we've got a big audience out there. So uh, it's not the, it's not the case, bro. But uh, we'll have you on either way, and you could, uh, you could share it with your friends. All right. Well, thank you guys for watching another episode of Emergency Exit Podcast. If you guys like our content, be sure to find us on all the different platforms. We've got some cool uh, new photos up of David's Photoshop action. And uh, yeah, this is this is today's moon. So we're going to try to keep that going on, too. I think that's a good idea to have a, a new picture every week. And, you know, why not? Why not? So if you guys have a picture you guys want us to put up, send it to us and we'll put it up. Um, next week, I believe David is going to be back. He's going to be telling us what he did on his fun time off. And hopefully he's got something good to say. And, uh, I, geez, he, 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 right now he's off the grid. So he would have called us if he, if he was on the grid. But it don't matter. So thank you guys for watching once again. We'll see you guys next week. So for Brandon the Hard Hat Mitchell, I'm low saying that's right. See you next week.